Here's what's coming up on today's show. Maybe something else is not where you need it to be, right? You need three things to get money. You need assets, you need income, and you need credit. You got two of the three, and maybe one's kind of kind of lagging there. If you got equity, that's that's usually that's a good the big tell the big portion. It's time for financial advisor Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock, and welcome to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. Um, joining me for part two of our uh, lending talk here, we got Gary Kowalski and Keith Abramo. All right, guys, welcome back. Glad to have you back on uh, part two. Thank you very much, Ben, for having yeah, us. You bet, you bet. So um, in part one, we kind of talked a little bit about the personal lending, just kind of diving in a little bit deeper about interest rates and, and adjustable rate mortgages. So if you have questions on that, tune into that. Um, you know, Gary and, and Keith also gave their contact info. If you always, if you want, want it from us, if you weren't able to grab it, just shoot us a, a quick note or give us a call. We'd be happy to connect you guys with them. Um, they are with Union Savings Bank, um, which is just starting to make more of a presence here in Northeast Ohio. They've been around for a long time and, and sounds like a great shop to, to work with. So um, part two, we're gonna talk about some different niche loans, I guess. Um, I know I talked about some of the real estate investors, things like that, but um, we were talking off uh, microphone here about um, blanket loans. So I think that's where we start. So, um, you know, I guess, can you give me a brief overview of a blanket loan? This is more in, in I guess, regards to, uh, we were talking about it from someone looking to build a house potentially, or also from a real estate investor that has multiple rental properties, wants to free up some equity, can do that with uh, pulling all those houses into one. And um, it's kind of a hot button right now for you guys. And, and can you kind of walk me through that process, explain it a little bit better for me? Absolutely. The blanket loans are really a great uh, product that we have that allows us to combine um, a couple different properties or multiple properties uh, together. So basically they'll have uh, one settlement charge, one closing, and at the same time, one mortgage. So if you have an individual that is has an existing house and they're wanting to build their new house, uh, what we're able to do is combine those two mortgages together and then they don't have to worry right away about getting out of their existing home. Um, they can actually um, you know, look to refresh that property once they're uh, in the new house. Um, and, and the good thing about the blanket loan is that what we'll, we'll do a partial lien release so that we, they don't end up having to do a new loan once they sell that uh, existing property, which oh, is nice. a good feature. And so are you guys as a lender I mean, obviously you're going to do your due diligence, how much equity you got in the house, um, you know, run your own appraisal and things like that. Uh, what, do you, what are you guys kind of looking for um, so that you're not going to get stung as a lender? Um, do you like to see like a certain equity, you know, you know, 50% equity in a house, 20? I mean, it was kind of a guideline from, from your angle. So if I'm listening at home, I'm thinking, okay, I got, I might be building a house and, and um, want to sell mine, but I want to have to move to an apartment type deal. What, what would I have to look at as a, you know, consumer? So what we'll do is we'll lend up to, so if you have property A and B, mm -hmm. whatever those two home values are, we'll add them together and lend up to 80%. Okay. So there's situations where technically you can get cash out of the purchase gotcha. as well because you have so much equity tied up in home A, maybe. Yep. So it's essentially those clients where if, if you own your, you know, if you have a home currently, you're probably looking at, you know, you want at least 20, 30% equity in the home currently to make sure. it probably substantial to work. 
Um, but for the clients that have a property owned outright or a little HELOC on the you know, home equity line right. of credit or something on the home, I mean, that's, that's what it's tailored made for. But we will lend up to 80% of the combined value combined of values. two, three homes, whatever the case How do you do it on new construction then? So like if I said, okay, I'm in a house and I just use round numbers, it's worth 100 grand and I owe 50 on it. Um, I could uh, pull up to you know, 80% of that value you know if it's worth i can go grab thirty thousand dollars equity and go start the new build new construction with that and stay in my existing house was that is that accurate yeah, yeah, yeah. okay and uh, we'll and we'll add in you know we'll factor in the, the the initial when you build a home the price can fluctuate a little sure. bit but we'll we'll um we'll keep that up to date as well but that'll be factored in as well the new home the how, new how are the rates on that because is it is it um I guess cause I'm thinking of like from a new construction standpoint. So like the logistics of it, it's, does it go right into a construction loan? Then it gets amortized out to a, like a 30 year mortgage type deal. And what, I guess the, the, the rates on that is a little bit higher because it's a construction loan or no? Not really. I mean, right now we're keeping them pretty much on par with where, where the fixed rate is. Okay. Um, and again, being newer in the area, we're kind of a little aggressive. Giving a little bit more like aggressive it. on our pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's not going to be one of those where... You know, if, if you're expecting a four to five percent, you're going to get an eight percent on this loan. It's nothing like that. It's going to be in the ballpark of where everything else is right now. Yeah, it makes sense because I was, uh, you know, when we were talking, I mentioned the bridge loan, and you know, we, we built a house for about almost five years ago now, um, and we were in our existing house, but we had to, you know, sell our house to build the house, and it was one of those things where like you can do a bridge loan, but then I got to looking at it, I'm like, well, I got to pay two closing costs. I got to do this and that. It just seemed like a lot of hoops to jump through. And I said, ah, the heck with it. It was just the two of us. We didn't have any kids at the time. So I'm like, man, we'll just go move in somewhere and figure it out. So we opted out of it. So the, it, what's the main difference between bridge loan and these blanket loans? So the biggest difference, um, just to kind of piggyback off what you said, is you're only going to pay one set of uh, settlement fees. Yeah. So if you have three or four properties or just two properties, um, you're going to have to get multiple appraisals still, but you're only paying one one settlement fee, gotcha. which is nice. The, the biggest difference from an application standpoint um, with the loan is there's no time restraints on it, meaning... You know, you hang on to home A, you buy home B, and you move into home B. Mm-hmm. Whether you decide to sell home A or maybe your plans change and now you want to rent it out, you're free to do whatever. With whatever you want with it for however long you want with it. If you decide to sell it right away, that's fine too. But um, It's huge because what if, I mean, if, let's just think think of the real estate market. If it goes down in that period of time and you say, yeah, you yeah. know what, I'm not ready to yeah. unload this thing. You could sit on you it technically rent it, yeah. rent it or sit on it, run it. It's, it's way more flexible. And, so. and we were talking about um, equity. Yeah. If they have enough equity to, to cash out and then refresh their existing property mm-hmm. uh, before they sell it. So again, it's going to make it more valuable uh, sure. on the market for them. Yeah, I like that. Now, explain the, the we talked about, uh, I like it from that perspective because, I, I, again, I, I always like to relate back to, to personal experiences and you hear these things and... and Think I'm not crazy to about okay. I opted out of a bridge loan because of the closing costs being too cheap and building a house while we're doing it. But in any case, I um, I like it from the other angle of now I'm a I'm a real estate investor and I got you know five to, to ten different homes and and I'm renting them out to people and I want to you know expand my you know real estate empire into maybe more industrial space or, or different spaces. Now I can go out and pull all those together on one note, right? Yep. And you know, what's that process look like? And is the, uh, I guess, two-part question, how does that process work? Um, costs you know, associated with doing something like that? And then 
is this blanket loan kind of a, a niche that Union Savings Bank has found themselves into? Because I, quite frankly, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. So I know I don't know if the big banks are not doing this or what. So kind of walk me through that, and I'll give you a lot there to unpack. But um, walk me through kind of how that works. Yeah, you know the big banks, to your point, really really aren't doing it. They're they're kind of doing more cookie cutter, you know, easy stuff. Easy the easy stuff. Yeah, which they could you could get away with that the last sure. ten years, but now you got get a little more creative. So um, from a cost standpoint and, and, and how the process works, technically there's not a limit to the properties that you can blanket. However, the sweet spot is kind of four or five at a time. Okay. So if you do own 20 homes, let's say, you're probably gonna wanna, listen, we could do all 20 under one yeah. technically, but <laughs> I don't have a bedroom installed in the office yet. I have to go home at some point. Um, but uh, but to your point, no. So you're, you, know, you, you would pay for an appraisal on each property. Okay. Um, Plus your normal, you know, title fees and stuff. But the title fees, the settlement charges, it's all treated as one transaction. One transaction. So from transactional cost standpoint, you're paying one round of it instead of two rounds or three rounds. Yeah, or getting a line of credit on each house, yeah. or you know, uh, a refi on every single house to pull the equity out. And by the time you you, you pay five different closing costs, it adds up. I mean, it's and, expensive. And typically, one appraisal company will handle all the properties. You might run into a situation where maybe you know if you have a home up in Akron or Cleveland area, but you have another property down in Columbus. Yeah. Obviously, there's there's situations like that, but try to keep it as simple as easy. possible. I mean, as easy as you can make a multi-unit uh, yeah. loan go is yeah. Try to make it as easy as we so can. So the process is really the same, just a little bit more detailed. Obviously, with more properties having yeah. to do uh, in figuring out like the the property value, the appraisal, um, and the insurance and all the documentation that comes with right. that. Right. Yeah. And this is something that you guys are seeing more from a, a an investor, you know, angle or do you do it for more like the the home builder, you know, the guy or, you know, couples that are building a house, living in one? I mean, where's the... We're actually house? seeing both. Really? Yes. A little bit of both right now? I would say the two most common ones are, I think number one is the, the investor side of things. Mm -hmm. Um even, you know, we were joking, even just kind of from a bookkeeping standpoint, yeah. you know, without having to have a spreadsheet of 30, you know, mortgages that you're keeping track of and making sure paying on time and taxes and insurance, all that, you know, you can kind of get it, get that scaled down. The other side is kind of more on the, on the personal purchase side where uh, a lot of the realtors that we work with are, are interested in these products because for the home buyer, it can remove contingencies to sell. Right. So if you're if you're an individual that has a current home and you want to buy a new home, however, that pre-approval letter that you took all that time to fill out and submit information for says, hey, you can buy this new home, but not until you sell the other one. In a market that slowed down a little bit, but in a market that six months ago was a year ago was super competitive. Yeah. Thirty offers going in on a home. You start coming up with contingencies, you're you're dead in the water. Yeah, it doesn't matter how high, how high it is, really. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just so the, sense. the blanket loan allows um, a unique path to where we could take both homes, blanket them together, remove that contingency to sell, and you can get your, your offer more competitive, which is what it's all about. Right can now. you guys? Is it do you, is it just residential, or can you do? Can you pull like industrial commercial, commercial space? Commercial well. So could you yeah. do like? I always think of like myself, right? Own this building, own you know rental. Can I pull all those into one? Yep. Absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah. Our our sweet spot on on the rental or on the commercial side, rather, you know, we love um, like strip malls, you know, retail uh, buildings. We love apartment buildings. 
there's really nothing we'll have a hard line with um, as far as saying no to. Yeah. But again, everything's situational. Just something to conversation to have with your with Gary over here. And sure. Steer you it, it, that's the thing. I mean, everyone is so different. You know, like like in our world. Everyone that walks through the door has a different set of problems, right? A different set of um, you know goals, objectives, things of that nature. So we look at it from you know, okay, what if I own multiple different spaces, and you know, how do I try to maneuver through this path to get me the end result? So I, I guess my question, next question to you guys is: If I came to you as, with looking for an idea or a problem, say I want to go buy this house or rent this house could you then say well tell me about your whole situation or tell me what you own what you do and then offer the best solutions is that like within what you guys do yeah absolutely so for the number of commercial investors that i've worked with uh recently what we'll do is we'll sit down they'll give a brief explanation of their business and what they're trying to do what what sort of property that they're looking to build and we'll look at the financial situation and they'll say, hey, I have a couple different properties. Um, you know, if they don't have enough uh, money for the equity to put down, mm-hmm. what they'll want to do is then use the other property as part of that. We can combine them again in that blanket loan, which really helps them out, kind of frees them from having to think we're gonna get the cash because um, investors typically put their money back into other properties. Right. And then you don't have to force a sell and do a 1031 or anything like that. You can 1031 exchange just, or anything crazy. Yeah, you can just take the, the equity out. And I think there's, you know, I just think there's such an untapped market there with, with equity within people's properties that we've, we talked about it last time. I mean, just with the home valuations, everything gone up for yeah. so, you know, the past couple of years, why not take advantage yeah. of something like this? For, you know, I, I preach to, you know, everyone that, that will listen to me at least. Um, <laughs> Hey, you want to go out and get into real estate? Why not try? Yeah. You know, if you got a home where you got your positive equity, if you want to take a chance, take a chance. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, it's a piece. You had, you know, two thousand eight happened, but that was you had a few bad years and a great hundred years of real estate. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the long term play. You know, the bank. Last thing on the blanket loans and, and kind of where it ties all together, the bank treats equity in a very high regard. Yeah. So if you do have equity in commercial property or residential property. It's even blanket loan aside. Um, it's a really, really strong compensating factor with us. If maybe something else is not where you need it to be, right? You need three things to get money. You need assets, you need income, and you need credit. If you got two of the three, and then maybe one's kind of kind of lagging there. If you got equity, that's that's usually that's a good the big tell the big portion. Yeah. And <clears throat> well, can and I guess we talked a little bit about the. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm just, my wheels are spinning here because, again, I, like owning this doesn't matter how it's owned. So, like, we own this building in a different corporation. Right. Can yeah. I show that as a personal asset or is it a, you know, would the, how would the bank decipher that or the underwriters look at it, that? Well, Do you well, have a little bit of leverage work? You well, don't have yeah, to put yourself, your neck on the line here. Yeah, no, but yeah, so, <laughs> so we look at, you know, on the, on the commercial side, we look at property first and then borrower. Okay. So we look at your whole, your portfolio. Um, on the commercial side under you know the businesses and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then if we need to go back into the personal side of things we can look at those properties too gotcha. so we we try to just go the path of least resistance first but yep. there is a kind of a plan b and c um if all goes well to, to factor other right because i mean well. if you own the business and you own the building then the business right. owns i mean it kind of right. can right. work its way to an individual yes, eventually right. <laughs> you know lo- you know location and and uh, the type of property 
and stuff like that is, is kind of what we look at first as far and like you know rent rolls and all that kind of stuff to see what kind yep. of income the building's bringing in and then if need be we look at you at a personal level sure you know kind so. of back that up if you have to correct um what else on the blanket loans or anything else that i i missed or didn't hit on on those that you guys want to make mention on you know, I, I think I think we hit on everything. Um, I don't want to info dump too much. Yeah. People like I have no idea what these guys are talking about. Um, I, you know, it's it's one of those to our, to our point on the last conversation. You know, we'll take the time. It's unique. Um, it's like you you know you mentioned you're, you're not really familiar with them yourself as far as how they work. Sure. Um, everyone's used to the bridge loans, and it's like a cousin of the bridge loan. Yeah. It's like the better cousin of the bridge yeah. loan, I guess. Um, but you know we'll take the time and and hey we're not going to sign you up for anything that you don't understand so right. it's but it's definitely a unique product for i think like you said there's a pocket of folks on the commercial residential side that that it applies to right now so and i think keith hit on a really good point was we strive to educate mm-hmm. our clients so that they feel comfortable about the loan that they're in because what we don't want is we don't want somebody who has a lot of questions and feels insecure about the uh, situation that we're putting them in because we really want to put people in the best situation as possible. Yeah, and it's comforting to, to see from our perspective because there's so many times working in this industry, you see clients that you know met with this lender, did this or did that, and their job is to uh, you know, close that loan. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And not to pick on you a know, rocket, right? But that's, yeah. and I'm sure Dan Gilbert's not listening to my podcast. <laughs> so I don't think he's going to get too upset. But he, You uh, know what? He does get close to the business. You never know. I will say that. But, his care factor is off the charts. I'll give him yeah, that. I believe it. I believe it. You don't build something like that without without uh, being you know boots on the ground. So, um, but in any case, you know, it, it's to me the difference that I've picked up with you guys. Just just chatting a little bit is you know taking that consumer from start to finish and being with them. It's not about you know ultimately you want that loan to close, but I I do feel that you know the client's interest is definitely first and. Um, and, and helping them, helping guide them along that best path is, is probably the most important thing. Yeah, it's 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 a two part, you know, equation. You got to personally, you got to care, right, um, about what you do, and and on the business side, you have to care as well because it's just bad. I mean, not listen, not everything works and is one hundred percent and goes smooth. That's just the reality of everything. But man, you start not closing loans and yeah i got a lot of realtor friends you want to talk? yeah <laughs> that, that gossip channel is not not right. friendly when there's when you're not closing their loans so, sure you know the reputation becomes everything at that point and so. i think that you know uh, one of the important things is uh open and honest communication mm-hmm. when things aren't going well that you're explaining that to the client just as well as when things are going well and keeping them abreast of things so that they're not coming to the closing table with any surprises or going through uh, the loan with any surprises coming through at any time. Right. And I think it helps that you guys are both very knowledgeable in this world, you know, and in, in this, you know, it's, you, you didn't just start and everyone's got to start somewhere and do, you know, it's not a knock on those just entering the industry, but having that experience and, and then also, having the tools that Union Savings Bank provides for you guys to go out there and do the best job for your clients, I think is huge. Because that's, I mean, that, I've never, I haven't seen a bank with that many options. You know, I'm not, to toot your guys' horn there, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive to see that and, and then entering this space and this market, I think it's work, work out well for you, so. Thank you, we appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. Um, Let's see here. Last thing, I don't know if there's anything else um, that I wanted to touch base on regarding this. How about you guys? Anything else you wanted to add or anything else about um, Union Savings Bank? Um, 
Anything, well, we definitely plugs. want to just um, you know say that we work with the local communities. We we really yeah. invest in the communities, and we try to do uh, events such as helping with food distribution. Uh, we work through the Bog uh, Ministry, uh, which is put on a, a local event in Dayton. Um, we did uh, local home ownership fairs okay. to kind of educate people so that they can actually start to look towards purchasing their first house. Nice. Um, we're also sponsoring a bed building project this upcoming September 10th, uh, where we'll have our staff um, in Cincinnati be building beds for those in need oh, in cool. a local area down there. And then we just recently helped pack 500 backpacks with supplies for children in need starting school. Um, so with the Matthew 25 ministries. So as we grow, we continue to reach out to the local communities and see how we can help um, with our with our staff in our, in our yeah, branch. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think that's always important to, to give back to the communities that have given you guys and, and you know, given good clients in your direction. So. Um, last thing I'll have you guys do is add your, your plugs, how to reach you, um, get a hold of you if anyone has questions uh, regarding any of the stuff that we talked about. And, and I wouldn't say it's got to be specifically a blanket loan or a mortgage. Right. If you're looking to borrow any money in any regard, I think that's a good starting point. And, and I think, I don't know if it was Keith or Gary, one of you mentioned it last time, if one of the big guys said no, you know, yeah. give us a call. Us a call. And, and I think I can't reiterate that enough. Working with small banks is huge in small businesses. Um, I, I truly feel that they want, they care for people and they want to help you. Not that the big guys don't. It's just that to them, it's, you know, it, you're just a number and, and, you know, here you're a client. So um, anyone has questions about lending or any borrowing or anything in any regard around that, just give them, give you guys a call or call us and we can connect you with, um, with Gary and Keith. So uh, give you guys info and then we'll wrap things up. Again, uh, my contact information is uh, gkubalski at usavingsbank.com, uh, which is my email and then my phone number 440-533-8451. And then on my end, um, loan questions and stuff like that, uh, I would say direct to Gary. Um, anything else related, if you want to yell about them or anything, call me. <laughs> um, just kidding. Uh, my number is 440-696-3156, and my email is k-a-b-r-a-m-o at usavingsbank.com. All righty. Well, and uh, guys, I, I really appreciate you coming on chatting with me and answering all the, the questions. And uh, sorry if it, was, if it was too many questions at once sometimes, but no, I, I love great. to learn this stuff. And, and um, like I said, I know a, a little bit um not as nearly as much as you guys do but we know who to point them to uh if they come with questions so if everyone has questions for us um you can reach us here in the office at 330-473-1060 you can email us at info at bashrock-fg.com so uh again guys appreciate the time and and uh, coming in and talking and we'll uh, definitely catch up soon yeah. thank you very much thank ben, you for having us yeah thanks for having us man appreciate it Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. 
Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.